What's poppin'? Welcome to your health class. Show about helping you lose fat. Ditch your comfort zone. And then we're going to change your generation. I'm Trevor, health and nutrition coach. Do you want to introduce yourself or should I introduce you? Well, every time I try, it just doesn't go well. So I, I think you, I think you're the master at this. Yeah, I think so. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and Courtney is just joining me again. What's poppin'? Yeah, no more introductions for Courtney. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about farm salmon and a chemical that might be in it. We've got exercise actually being harder the less you do of it, question mark. And then something about the mask mandates, but you're going to have to stick around to the end for that. So this is going to be your weekly tea. But before that, cue that intro. <laughs> I took my turmeric shot this morning, so I'm feeling pretty swell. Yeah. I've been focused on my health. Yeah. I've been tossing hundred dollar bills down with some girls. Limo tin windows, baby. I can't kiss and tell. Passive in my head, but it's not negative. Spewing on your tray. Please keep your sentiments, cause I don't need the energy you're giving off my sediment. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm excited for you to be here. These ones are always fun to do, cause it's really just about looking at the new information that's out there. Maybe given our take on some of the information that's out there, because uh, I at least need to hear some of this stuff. When I love listening to this because it's like, okay, I'm not the only one thinking this when I see right. <laughs> some of these articles. Like, so I feel like I'm going insane sometimes because you're just like, this, this shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> the world feels like an echo chamber sometimes. <laughs> so I'm excited for you to be here. But thank you. And remember, guys, if you like this show, Share it with just one person. That's how this movement keeps growing. And I can see that you guys have been doing it, and I really appreciate you. I just want to take a moment. I'm grateful, but let's dive into it. First one, we have, does your farm salmon contain this chemical? And this is actually a really good article just in general because it really breaks down the difference between farm salmon and wild-caught salmon. And they have the perfect analogy in here in comparing farm salmon to conventionally raised beef mm-hmm. versus farm raised, or not farm raised, but wild caught salmon being more like grass fed. So eating the actual more close to the diet of a, of a salmon, like what it's supposed to be eating. Yeah, that's going to make a lot more sense for people to have that comparison. Yeah, that's. I think that's huge because... When you're at the grocery store, I feel like it gets really confusing because you know salmon's supposed to be good for you, but do I want to pay the extra $5 <laughs> for just getting a little bit better salmon? But actually, turns out it's quite a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other confusing thing for people is a lot of people aren't aware that Atlantic means farmed. They don't, you know, it doesn't always say farm salmon or it, sometimes we'll just say Atlantic and people think, Atlantic Ocean. It's wild caught. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gets confusing, especially if you're not used to all the lingo that is tossed around in the food world. Like, as you're getting into this, you just see salmon. So I know, like, all this jargon that we have just makes it confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, how natural is slapped on in front of, like, all the different meats in the what meat does that section. Even mean? <laughs> it literally means nothing. Yeah. It means it was natural. Like, yes. It was alive at some point. This is from an animal. <laughs> this is all we will say. It's like, okay, interesting. 
So really the big difference here is between a farm salmon and a wild wild caught salmon. The farm salmon is having just just like the conventional raised beef, a highly inflammatory diet. So this is a diet with a lot of vegetable oils in it, a lot of like flour, sugars, just stuff that they're using to literally bulk up the salmon. <laughs> <laughs> and just in case you're wondering, I don't know how salmon in nature would get grape seeds, so <laughs> <laughs> kind these, of bewilders me. These salmon have got legs. <laughs> So that's a really interesting thing. And then also one thing they did mention is that wild caught salmon can even get contaminated a little bit with this feed. Mm, yeah. So this happens again with a lot of the grass fed beef as well, where they'll be grass fed cows, but they'll bulk them up with, they'll bulk them up with feed right at the end of their life. But then they also call it grass fed. So. You actually, if you're really looking for the best quality, you're looking for grass-fed and grass-finished. But <laughs> <laughs> The amount of ways they can just get around that is insane. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. I mean, but that, it, again, it's just knowing this stuff so that way you can just do a little bit better. So realistically, I know I cannot afford at this point to be eating grass-fed beef every day, let alone grass-fed and grass-finished. So yeah. <laughs> And if you want to get that good quality meat, you have to find the one that has 27 adjectives on the package. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more adjectives, the healthier it is. And then another thing that I didn't even know was, that was a problem, but this brought it up, is the chemical. So, ethoxyquin. A what? Ethoxyquin. It kind of sounds like a plastic, right? Because it, it's, a rubber stabilizer, a pesticide, a preservative, and an antioxidant all in one. Like, wow. <laughs> what the combo? <laughs> you know and, what? I think the antioxidant just cancels all that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sadly, it doesn't even act like an antioxidant <laughs> in human bodies. So it's just yeah. like, oh, oh, maybe it's got. Nope, nope. Nope. Not even a little bit. Psych. And so it gets a little bit misleading because there's a allowed amount in fruits and vegetables because it's used as a pesticide. But what they found in the salmon is about 20 times more. So it, it's not something you want to be putting in your body. <laughs> yeah. And even if, you know, in, in other substances, like you said, in fruits and vegetables, even if they're allowed in small amounts, it's still, we shouldn't be using it at all. We shouldn't Ex have it at all. Exactly. And what they found were the health effects is the direct exposure to this chemical includes skin and eye irritation, allergic reactions, depression, reproductive effects, liver and kidney damage, thyroid problems, and it's just been known to be harmful to swallow. Yeah. And like, we understand that's in large amounts. It's like, it's pure, you know, if you come in direct contact with that chemical, but it's still... In small amounts, it's still going to do harm. It's just something that do you, if it can do all those things, do you want it in your body? I hope you say no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing is uh, going back to the feed is they actually like have biopsied these farm raised salmon versus the wild caught. And the 
fat on the salmon is made up of more omega-6 fats than the omega-3s. So most of the time we're eating salmon, so we're getting these healthy omega-3s and we think we're being great. But to really get that full benefit and really get those nutrients we're actually looking for, you're actually having to get the wild caught at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people would be way less enticed to buy farm salmon if they knew what it looked like before they added dye to it. It's gray because wild-caught salmon (laughs) feed off of smaller fish that give them their pink color. Farm salmon are not feeding off of such things, so they have to give them a a dye to make them look pink. So, Yum. Mm. Can you imagine gray salmon? That literally just sounds disgusting. It sounds like, (laughs) it sounds rotten. (laughs) It's gray anything. Whenever your food is gray, there's probably a problem with it. Yeah. Because that's the thing, too, is those is the color of the salmon that's signifying that there's nutrients in there. Mm-hmm. Like the color signaling antioxidants, like in fruits and vegetables. It's a signal for antioxidants that are giving it the color. So it's really just them tricking you, <laughs> tricking your like inner brain. I mean, that's what it's really tied to at the end of the day is why we're attracted to these colors, especially more so than gray. It's gray just seems gross. Mm-hmm. And it's because deep down we know like that is not nutritious. Yeah. <laughs> Food is not supposed to be that color. That's like why they kind of just deter a little bit. That's why they add like artificial dyes to food to make it seem more enticing. Make it seem, ooh, this is nutritious. It's, it's just super enticing to eat. We want to eat it. Yeah, so I'll link this article down below. It's worth a read. It's it's a little lengthy, but it's really got a lot of information breaking everything down and really helps you feel better. It's like, okay, I'm spending a couple extra dollars on salmon, but okay, it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. All right. Article number two, and this is why exercise gets harder the less you do. This one's interesting. So this is a mouse study. I want to preface that beforehand right but this is some relatively new science i haven't seen anybody talking about this before and what they found is physical inactivity deactivates a protein called piezo one so p-i-e-z-o p-i-e-z-o one (laughs) in the body and what ends up happening is in the mice that were either just continually exercising or were forced to do nothing for 10 weeks, so they're inactive for 10 weeks, then started exercising. They saw this protein was turned on or off, and then the groups had no difference in the amount of amount or duration of the output between the two groups. So no difference in the actual exercise they were doing, no different in the duration. But it wasn't the desire for exercise that was lower. It was their ability was significantly diminished. So they were weaker. Their muscles just were not functioning as properly. All just because one protein was turned off. Yeah. It kind of makes sense when you think about people running marathons. Why you have to train for a marathon. Me, not a runner. If I went for a marathon right now, I'd make it about 20 feet. That's being generous because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't run. And, you know, you and I lift more. If someone tried to do the lifts that we're doing, they would have a harder time. Their endurance is way lower. Well, yeah, exactly that. That's what I thought of immediately. 
was if you were just starting to exercise and I know how dreaded I started feeling when I first started to exercise, I would go for like three or four days in a row. And I'm like, I'm going to transform my life this time. And then by the end of that fourth workout, I'm like, I'm not supposed to first off be seeing results. Second off, why do people say working out feels so great? This seems <laughs> awful. It hurts. <laughs> and so my desire for exercise went away from at the, after that because my body just physically did not feel like it wanted to do anything. I just, my body just hated it. So this is what led to like a cycle of going to the gym for a couple of days, not going to the gym for a couple of days, skipping a month, going for a month. It really wasn't until I pushed through that period. And maybe that was just getting that protein turned on <laughs> that I actually started to enjoy it. Like I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed lifting now, but it took me a long time to actually get to that point. That's why they say consistency is key. You can't rely, rely on motivation. You have to rely on consistency. Results come from consistency. What's that discipline side to it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because the second you actually take the emotion out of it, the emotion of whether you want to get up and exercise today and just start, this is my plan, I'm going to get up and exercise today, this is when things actually start to get a lot easier. Because you just stop thinking about it. Yeah, that's like why for some reason, or for that reason, I should say, um, when I wake up at 4.40 in the morning, I'm not... Uh, I don't want to go to the gym. I'm, I have my clothes set out. I get up. I put my clothes on. I don't think twice about it. I'm out the door by like five oh five, and I'm at the gym by you know five ten or whatever, and I'm working out. Before you know it, um, it's over. Yeah. I think an important thing to note here too is if this doesn't come natural in these first couple weeks, it's not supposed to be. No. And also finding what works for you because. I've tried to be a morning worker hour. <laughs> I can do it. I did it for a long time. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that that feels natural to me even a little bit. Yeah. Having a midday to later in the day workout, really the midday is where I just feel fantastic working out. Yeah. And like I feel fantastic working out in the morning mm-hmm. and I get super frustrated when I work out in the evening because everybody and their moms are at the gym and I just feel super impeded you know, I had a long oh, day yeah. and i just want to get up no motion you know just let's go let's let's kill it and and then start off the great the day great that's just the way it works for me but i understand it doesn't work that way for a lot of people <laughs> to sum it up i think there's going to be a period that no matter what it's just going to suck yep for just sure. just accept that now just take the emotion out of it and just keep executing for a couple months, you'll eventually find that you'll start enjoying it probably without even realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you get on a good workout plan and you're actually seeing good results and actually getting towards that goal, I mean, obviously don't tie the emotions to the goal, especially at first, because mm, it's going right. to be a lot slower than you think it's going to be. That's important. But taking your time these first couple months and then eventually figuring out what just works best for you because. Mm-hmm. I can see we're completely opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And finding, when you find out what works for you, this is, I mean, besides COVID, when gyms shut down and I had no choice, you know, I couldn't go to the gym. Mm-hmm. This is why I've been actually exercising consistently for eight years. 
I've increased it since then. You know, I started off two days a week mm-hmm. and slowly increased it over time. But I found what works for me, what I like, and that has helped me stick with it for eight years. Nice. Longer than I've been. Oh, <laughs> actually, no, it's right about eight years as well. Yeah. I mean, if we just take off like the first like five or six that progress is very minimal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all have our own journey. Yeah. What's I mean, that's out? the thing though. Is like, yeah. I, it was really a couple of years till I actually saw results. Yeah. I'd go semi-regularly, but it was a good like two years I spent just, I look completely the same. Yeah. Moving on to our third article. <sighs> favorite. How to help kids navigate the new era of no mass school. It's sad because a lot of these school age kids, because of how long COVID has been going on, they don't know anything different. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the first thing that I started thinking about is I remember back to a story I I was at, I think it was a Ross. Yeah, it was a Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a Ross a couple months after the pandemic happened. So I think this was like probably six or seven months later, actually. So a good chunk into the pandemic. And I refused to put on a mask. I had just hit that point where I was just like, the science does not line up. And I know we have some new listeners on. So if you'd like to have a discussion about the science, there's actually plenty of episodes we've done talking about it and feel free to talk to me in the comments. I would love to have a conversation about this just open and transparent, but I had hit the point where I'd seen the science. I was not convinced that that was helping me. And so putting it on, I was done with it. Right. And I remember walking through that store. Well, first off they tried to get me to put a mask on, had security follow me, but, (laughs) but there's literally two kids that, were wide-eyed seeing me. Wow. They were just like actually blown away and just the look, I can't even describe the look on their face because it was just like almost a mixture of fear and just almost like they had never seen the bottom half of a face before. (laughs) And that's where it like really opened my eyes that this is not just a, just put your mask on. It's not a big deal. This is deeply affecting children, especially. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it's affecting tons of adults, too, who might not be as confident or you might just want feel like you start hiding behind that mask or it might even create anxiety in you. Kids, though, when they've been forced to do this, they know no better. Like, they don't have the ability to critically think and make the decision for themselves. That's that was like the eye-opening moment for me that was like this is going to have a lot of long-term ramifications that we're not even thinking about, not even yeah. acknowledging. Yeah. So when I saw this it was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, cuz it talks about you look at it the anxiety your child might face and the fear that they might have come upon them. That all could have been avoided. Well, it, it makes sense that they'd feel this way. If you have a consistent behavior for two years mm-hmm. and then it stops, of course you're going to feel like I had a, a, a diet I was doing for just two months and coming off of it. I'm like, wow, this feels strange. I remember being a kid too. Two years is a lot. Oh, a yeah. A long time. <laughs> two years is like eternity as a kid. 
It's like your whole life. Like two years. I remember just think of going from your year year eight. I picture that going from year eight to year 10 for you. Mm. Like when you're 10, you don't want to associate with eight graders. You're a completely different person at that point. Yeah. So to think that this isn't going to have any effect on people and it's just, I feel bad for the kids. Yeah. It's, it's rough for them. It's going to be a huge point of transition. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just wondering how this is going to affect that generations going forward. Cause already with all the technology we have, communication is already not as good as it used to be. I feel so cut off when I communicate with people because I'm just communicating with their eyes. I can't see their, I can see some of their facial expression. Cause you know, you, we express a lot with our upper face, but I can also make it look like my eyes are smiling while scowling at you at the same time. <laughs> so how, how much are we really communicating here? Yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, when you're a kid too, you're still learning how to be social, mm-hmm. like how to interact with other people, read faces, social cues. Imagine just how far behind you are now. Yeah. Not the fear monger, but it's, I think this is important to talk about because now we need to weigh the pros to cons. Like we looked at the evidence for the mask. We looked at the survivability now of COVID, especially in, especially in people under 18. Whereas look at all this damage it is causing on the back end for this decision. Yeah. And I'm nothing we can do now and we can only do our best now, but if anything were to happen in the future, I'm just hoping that we're all learning from this. I don't want to repeat this. Yeah. <laughs> History should not be repeated. That's why we record it. We need to record about this, reflect on this. So that way, if this happens in the future, we don't do this again. We don't make this mistake again. We give our kids what they need to actually succeed. Cut off half their face. <laughs> yeah, it's more than just just put a piece of fabric over your face and protect others. It's, it's more than just putting a piece of fabric over your face. It's it's cutting off a whole other method of communication. It just breaks your heart. Have you ever seen like the kids in the storage trying to pull their mask down and watching the parents pull it right back up? I know I can barely breathe in those things. I can't imagine how you feel as a kid. Yeah do anything other than just like sit there mm-hmm. and you're like, God. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This stuff just frustrates me. Knowing, seeing what happens to people that can't actually do anything about it. Mm-hmm. We just need to be able to stand up for them in the future. Yeah. Cause if they're not going to be able to stand up for themselves, mm-hmm. so someone has to, I mean, that's, Again, what the show's about, getting out of our comfort zones, and it's going to be uh, uncomfortable topics, obviously. You've seen seen how uncomfortable it's got these last couple oh, yeah. <laughs> couple years, but what are we sacrificing staying in our comfort zone now? Everything. Mm-hmm. Not just everything for us, but everything for kids, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not for it. But let's bring it to a brighter note. <laughs> we got a new segment Rate that TikTok advice. So Courtney has found a TikTok that I have never seen before. And she's going to play it for me. 
I'll play the audio for you guys. You guys won't be able to see it, obviously. But you guys will at least be able to hear the audio play. And then we're going to rate that TikTok advice. This is by far the best nutrition and health advice you're ever going to hear. If you want to get healthy, lose weight, live a long life, then here's what you got to do. Pay very closely to what your government is recommending. In the U.S., we have the My Plate, also known as the Food Pyramid in the past. Maybe you have something different in the U.K. or wherever you are. But follow close to what the government is promoting in terms of your nutritional guidelines. Also get advice from your conventional doctors. And then here's what I want you to do. Do the exact opposite of what they're recommending and you're going to be down the right track. <laughs> See, I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> That's so good. I knew you'd like that. Yeah, 10 out of 10. He is uh he is right on that one. Yep. I mean we just talked about this government advice. That ties it together perfectly. You do the opposite of that and you're gonna be better off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good wrap to the show. So remember guys, whatever the government says, <laughs> do the opposite. <laughs> I'm not just talking I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Just joking. <laughs> For legal purposes, this is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) But if your goal is to lose fat, if your goal is to get outside your comfort zone, and if we're going to change this generation, doing the opposite of what the government's saying as far as nutritional advice, that is a fantastic place to start. Absolutely fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10. I cannot say that enough. (laughs) I'm just so good at finding what you'd like. You're not supposed to just find what I like. Well, sorry. Okay, I thought I saw it and was like, wow, this is perfect. I need to show him. Yeah. You nailed it. Good job. 10 out of 10. All right. Thank you for joining us, Courtney. Your links will be in the bio as well. So, guys, if you're ready to change your generation, because I know I don't want to repeat any of the stuff we're talking about. Like, let's create a healthier generation. Let's all lose our fat. So I'll build some muscle, have a healthier life, love our lives, be confident. That sounds like an awesome future. So you like that? Share the show with just one person. That's how we keep growing. But other than that, good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. (laughs) In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.